Welcome to The Sleep Sessions. I'm your host, Dara Whitaker. This podcast is a place for women to share their successes and challenges of adapting to life and sleep after a new baby. Whether you're expecting your first or a mother of five, you can listen in weekly to learn, feel supported, and celebrate each other's unique experiences. Today's episode is brought to you by Sam Rogers at Northwestern Mutual. As someone with a baby at home and a husband who travels for work, having a life insurance policy has helped to bring me some peace of mind. To learn more, visit samrogers.nm.com. Again, that's samrogers.nm.com. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Mary Jane about her experience with jaundice with her first baby, overcoming significant feeding challenges with her second, and undergoing a serious and invasive surgery while 28 weeks pregnant with her third. Hi, Mary Jane. Thanks so much for sitting down with me and sharing your story. Can you start by telling me a little bit about you and your family? Yeah. Um, Kevin and I have three kiddos. We have our oldest, who's seven actually today, and Lainey Mae is five and a half, and then Maggie is two, almost three in May. So, Awesome. Um, yeah. Is there anything listeners should know about your birth story? Um, you know, I, all three of the kids had different, I had different experiences, um, but I'll start off with Wally. I remember he came super fast, my water broke, but he had jaundice when he was born and like your first one, you just have no idea what's going on. Um, I didn't know how to use a breast pump. I didn't know anything and he had jaundice, so I had to feed him every two hours so I literally set an alarm to wake up with him every two hours and I remember being so exhausted and just desperate and it was just me who did it it was just like it was terrible I mean I was so defeated and exhausted but um he got over it and it worked but still but would just with your first one you're just you want to follow you want to do everything right and you think it's end all be all which it is in a way but um as you have more you kind of loosen up and then with Lainey um she was like my biggest baby she was but she didn't sleep like the other ones did and I also had a 17 month old. So Wally and Lainey are really close in age. And um, she, so es- essentially I had a toddler who t- was trying to kill himself every <laughs> second of the day. And I had a newborn and I was trying to feed her and she had reflux or I don't know what it was. She would just barf it all up. And she got down to 2% in her weight class and it was really scary like I my my doctor wasn't helping me I was just desperate and I couldn't just go to the doctor with the baby because I had a 17 month old in tow and he would tear the place apart while I was trying to talk and figure it out and um and you said she was your biggest baby right yep biggest at birth and she lost that much weight that much weight she went down yeah and she got we never I mean I did all the tests I 
was a mad woman. I mean, I switched doctors. I had her tested for everything. Like, why wasn't she gaining weight? I remember when my doctor told me that it was a laundry problem because she'd barf and I just had to do all the, I had to do laundry all the time. And I was like, no, uh, I don't think so. Like my child isn't growing. How Uh, old was she when you started figuring out that she was losing weight and not growing? Four months. And she still hadn't doubled her birth weight. Like she was, she just kept going down, 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 down. And she just, barf her whole feed would come up and then I would just be and then I'd have to sit there for another 30 minutes and feed her again so it was just like consuming oh it was horrendous and you know and you're also sleep deprived and you're it, it was just nuts but she I finally put her on formula and I got into a right doctor I mean and I barged my way in like I was but you I mean the thing is you have to be your your child's advocate like they'll tell you nothing's wrong nothing's wrong there's children sicker or there's children uh, you know you have to have a small kid to make the curve go but it wasn't right like it wasn't she wasn't gaining weight like there was something wrong and you just knew it like as a mom you had that instinct that was like something's wrong here and and I'm not getting the help that I yeah and so I'm gonna figure this out like this is insanity so we did a ton of things I started feeding her solids at five months um well we we um fortified her formula I stopped breastfeeding altogether I didn't know if it was my milk but I also didn't have time to figure out if it was my milk it was like screw it I'm this is done we're gonna do straight formula and then Kevin could help me too a little bit, you know. Um, She also wouldn't take a bottle. So then that was like another issue. And then, um, but I started feeding her solids early, which you can feed them solids anytime you want. Um, She loved avocado and I added like oils and seed, like all these oils to her food. And then she just started taking off and it was awesome and then but even with all these tests they still never gave me an answer it was like she turned one and all of this had gone away it was bizarre um and oddly enough I know so many moms that same story they're like the baby got like wasn't growing was just losing weight and we tried everything tried everything and it just like they turned a corner and they're still small but Lainey isn't even small anymore like it, but it's there's so many people who don't get answers with that so I, I don't I don't know it's kind of like trial and error and just super stressful good god yeah I mean it was terrible and I um I mean I remember Kevin looking at me my husband and going you you need like I think you have postpartum and I was like it's not postpartum it is I'm crazy like I've maybe it is but like I'm crazy because my daughter isn't the only thing that you can do for your kid is to sleep them feed them and change them and I wasn't providing the the second one like the those the need like I couldn't feed her I didn't know how to make her grow so um yes i probably was a little 
PS, PTSD or whatever. But I did, after like realizing it, like snapping out of it and being like, holy smokes, I am underwater here. I was like, I, and I had already, I had, I did get help. Um, and that was super helpful to me. And so I got on Zoloft. Then with Meg, my third, I didn't even have to get off of it. It's a safe drug. Oh, wow. To take while you're pregnant. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, are nervous about that, but so is, so are the anti-nausea meds that, you know, it's, but if it's helpful, then you need to do it. I think mental health while pregnant is as important, at, you know, as, as anything right. to be a good mom, any, you know, wife and be healthy for the baby. Cause if you're anxious and in distress in your mind, then your baby and your stomach is too, you know? Yeah. And they say that I think the majority of postpartum depression cases start while you're pregnant. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit. You said that when you brought Wally home, you had to wake him every two hours to feed him because he had jaundice. How was it when you first came home with Lainey? I know she wasn't eating well, but was she sleeping? She was... So Wally was the best sleeper ever. And Meg. Meg and Wally have just been solid sleepers. Lainey, um, she would... She wouldn't nap like they they did. She she was do like thirty minutes, and that it's almost a little more torturous. You know, it's like please just give me an hour. Like that's all I need. Um, so it was different. Like I I just never got a full proper break, and I really needed it too when I had a seventeen month old. You know, so it was like yeah. when Wally was sleeping and then I'd put Lainey down and then she'd wake up every 30 minutes. I just wanted to pull my hair out. Um, and then they, but eventually I did learn with Lainey. She, I dropped her nap, her two naps at nine months. Like I just, I, I was like, okay, this isn't working. I can't struggle with her with sleep. I'm just going to cut it. So you went to one nap at nine months? At nine months. Wow. And she also stopped napping fully at two, which is really early. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Meg, I mean, Wally would have napped till like five. <laughs> um, and Meg will too, but I'm, you know. Also, there is a thing called nap jail, and I got to get out of that eventually. But I'm very um, familiar with yeah, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I do enjoy the you know the hours by myself. But um, but yeah. So eventually, I figured that out, and that worked. And then they were we were both on one nap, and it was glorious. And then. Wally and basically Wally and Lainey got out of the crib at the same time because Lainey climbed out at 17 months and I could not keep her in her bed. 
Wow. And I didn't know about the little canopy things that you can have that now Meg has. But it was disastrous. And you will... And so I'm pregnant with Meg. And so they she'd get up in the night and walk and want to sleep with us. Well, you can't... It, you don't sleep when you have a kid in your bed. And as much as you love to snuggle, it's like they kick you in the face and they it's just you don't get a good night's sleep so funny enough um I think I was like 28 weeks pregnant 24 weeks pregnant I had my cleaning lady move a twin bed next to our king bed so Lainey could sleep next to me smart because I couldn't my back was killing me. I couldn't pick her up and rock with her to get her back to bed. And then she was too heavy to put back in her crib and yada, yada. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just doing this. So I did it and she slept there. But then this is like going to blow everyone's mind. But I were, I was having headaches and I thought it was preeclampsia and I just kept ignoring it and ignoring it. But... I finally got so sick in my head, like my head hurt so badly that I took myself into the doctor and then started throwing up and all of this um, spurred into me being admitted for a brain tumor and I was in the ICU. I had two surgeries, brain surgeries. All while pregnant. All while pregnant. And, um, apparently there is a, like a four week span of while you're, when you're pregnant that you can have surgery and I was in it. It's like the 28 to 32 weeks. So they were, if I were under it, they probably would have had to take the baby. If I were over it, they probably took the baby and she would have been a NICU, you know, in the NICU. Like a premature. Preemie, yeah. yeah. Um... So, anyway, the stars aligned, I mean, besides the brain tumor, obviously, but the stars aligned for me with Maggie. She was born full term. She turned out perfect. Um, But the sleeping, it's interesting. I feel like with my toddlers at the time, it had a really big impact with their sleeping and their ability to just kind of go with the flow with anybody because they were shipped to Kansas City where our grandparents are and they had to help and they couldn't sleep in my bed anymore and they couldn't, they weren't coddled at night. They were, they had this whole new environment and um, so they broke all of those terrible habits funny enough you know it's it's like again everything is just a phase like it's these incremental minute moments in our life and then something can just totally change it and it's all good I mean I'm in that I'm back now that Meg who's two almost three I'm now back to where I am with Lainey like she won't sleep in her bed and she climbs out and she just wants to get in the bed with me. And I am like, oh, you can't. <laughs> I need to sleep. Right. So it's, you know, sleeping, it's just like throw a wrench in it or something to like switch it up. Yeah. I don't know what right. it is. But 
Right. It's all phase. Well, so how many weeks pregnant were you when you had your surgery? I was 28 weeks 28 pregnant. weeks. Yes. Okay. And so did... So after Meg was born, did the recovery from the surgery impact your recovery from giving birth? No. I mean, my recovery from surgery, I had to nap every single day. And, like, I slept for, I want to say, like, three weeks straight. Like, all day, every day after my surgery. And then, um, of course, like, with a newborn... I napped when she napped, uh, but we got help in the house. I had a I had a babysitter for the kids, and she took the kids out of the house, and I was in bed basically a lot of the day. I was feeding her. It was like the first three months of life with her. I was feeding her and sleeping with her. Like we just slept, and that's probably why she's a good sleeper now. <laughs> yes, and that's how it should be. It's amazing. I'm like, this is how a newborn baby should, I mean, and like even other countries, you know, it's like, this is a rule. You need to rest yourself and the baby. And this is how it should be for your body and your mental state and ev- and the baby, all of it. Right. Um, and again, I look back and I'm like, how did I... I just learned on my third one like I just put myself through hell and but with the third I was like this is wonderful you know (laughs) I could do this but it's it's hard if you don't if you don't have the funds or the means you know to have someone in the house to help or anything like that it's it's impossible but even my toddlers would come up to my bedroom while I was you know if the babysitter wasn't there yet. They just knew I was going to, I'd be in bed. They, that's, I mean, they'd communicate with me. They'd come up and ask for something in the kitchen. And they, I mean, they're very self-sufficient. They became very self-sufficient. Um, but yeah, that the recovery was, it was a lot of sleep, but you know, it should have been like that, you know? Yeah. I actually did it because I had to because my brain surgery. So in high, if I didn't have the brain surgery, I probably wouldn't have even done that for myself, you know? Right. Like I put an extra padding on it, whereas, you know, we should all do that anyway. Right. Oh, so. could you imagine if you didn't have the help with your third and you had two toddlers and a newborn at the same time? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, Yeah. It's it would have been madness. Yeah, I don't know if we would have made it through. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, so I mean, you had three very different experiences with each of your kids. How yeah. did that impact your relationship with your husband? Yeah, I, you know, Kevin and I are very similar in our social like. We're very social people, and so it was really hard on me to, when I had a kid, like, I knew a child would change that, but it didn't change Kevin's social, and, you know, what he did, and so sometimes I was resentful, and I was also really tired, and it was me doing, because I breastfed, and 
So there was a lot of resentment, I feel like, with Wally. But then when I stopped breastfeeding, it all lifted. But then I got pregnant so soon after. And then I was also with Lainey being in in like this odd, she wouldn't gain weight and it was just stressful. That was hard on us. Um, but... It's like you have the stress of a baby and then you have that added stress. I mean, that would be hard in any relationship. Yeah, yeah. and we, we didn't have family near us and it was just, we were on our own. And I was really on my own because he, that year, he was traveling a ton. And, um, but, you know, it all, it passed. You know, now I look back and I'm like, it all passes, but in it it is like I don't know why when you get pregnant you just have like this frustration and rage with your partner I don't so (laughs) bad but it is like what is what is like you god you want to like wring their necks and it's terrible but it's what it is and it passes and it gets better um, and I also think after Lainey and then I'm getting back on my meds I was so much more stable through Meg and my pregnancy with Meg um, and afterwards as well. Like it just, I just wasn't as like weepy and you can't help me. You you know, this like resentment. I wasn't, it was like, you know, and maybe it was because I also felt more comfortable with like I felt more confident as a mom. I could do it, but that helped me, but I really did. Like, Kevin and I have been through it, like, resentment and just, like, arguing and fighting and, you know, but then it's, like, then love and it's this, it's all very cyclical mm-hmm. and, but I honestly, I don't know if our, uh, if we had a fourth, if we would, like... I mean, we'd obviously get through it, but like we also both of us know, like when I'm pregnant and I'm afterwards, like I'm I can be kind of crazy and frustrated and which is okay, which is okay. What you're going through but, yes, exactly, yeah. and like feel like I am underwater and no one's helping me. I mean, even now, sometimes I feel like that. Like I look over and I'm like. Why did my kid have to travel across the entire house when they're sitting right next to dad to ask me for a cup of water, you know? (laughs) And it's like, come on, didn't you hear him ask for a cup of water? But it's just magnified when you're pregnant and postpartum and you're underwater and you're just like, what the heck? So we've been through it, um, but we're still, we also are like, We'll, sti- we'll, we'll just stick through everything. But, like, I know Kevin, he had severe PTSD after my brain thing. Like, I went basically into a coma, and he was like, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. So, um, but he's got the chills. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's come out of that a little bit. I mean, he still has it, but it was poor guy. 
was put through the ringer with that so it must have been a lot for him too like while you were in hospital and in recovery he probably had to make a lot of changes to his life and you know step in a little bit more yeah and he had to make decisions on you know it was like where the kids went and what our next move what like we also found out we got a house when I was in the ICU, I mean, the guy was like deer in headlights for three months and I felt so bad for him. Um, but it all worked out and we made it through, but it was, yeah, I mean, he, he, but he did, he stepped in and he like was awesome through it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a crazy story. (laughs) It is wild. People are like, wait, what? Yeah. But, and I'm relatively unscathed. I just have a golf ball sized divot in my head and that's it. So. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I have Maggie. Yeah. She came out like not crying and was such a good little baby. Now she's a little bit of a terror, but. It's the age. It's the age. Yeah. I'm hoping. Well, awesome. Do you have any tips or any resources that you wanted to share that really worked for you? You know, I feel like talk to your friends and find your person, find your people, and just, it's all a phase, it's all going to work out, and, but do find a good outlet to talk to and laugh and share stories and woes and happy and all of it because it it really does it can be really lonely and um it is really important that you have a little bit of an army around you um and that's really that's it Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at at the sleep sessions.